Lutheran Talk. We have an ecumenical responsibility to hold forth the scriptures and to bear witness to grace alone, faith alone, Christ alone. Lutheran Music. Listen anytime, anywhere in 2020 with the Lutheran Public Radio mobile app. Download for iPhone, Android, and Kindle at issuesetc.org. Here's Master Jojo. You're a top man. Prepare to leave the house. Today you boys will be involved in such activities as war games, ambush techniques, and blowing stuff up. I don't think I can do this. Was? Of course you can. comes to. When I was your age, I had an imaginary friend. Got me in so much trouble. Kids, it's time to burn some books. You're growing up too fast. Ten-year-olds shouldn't be celebrating war and talking politics. Hi, Hitler. I wish more of our young boys had your blind fanaticism. <laughs> Did you know Jews can read each other's minds? But how would you know if you saw one? They could look just like us. Hi. You know what I am? See? A Jew. Gesundheit. During this past week, we've been reviewing Best Picture nominees for the Oscars. Today, that film, Jojo Rabbit, our guest, is Pastor Ted Geese. He has a bachelor's degree in fine arts. He's pastor of Mount Olive Lutheran Church in Regina, Saskatchewan, Canada. And he teaches a course for Concordia Lutheran Theological Seminary in St. Catharines, Ontario, Canada, titled A Lutheran Approach to Art, Media, and Film. I began our conversation with Ted asking him, what nominations has Jojo Rabbit received? Jojo Rabbit is nominated for Best Motion Picture of the Year, Best Performance by an Actress in a Supporting Role for Scarlett Johansson. Best Adapted Screenplay. So this is Taika Watiti is the director, and he also wrote the screenplay. He also plays Adolf Hitler in it, and we'll talk about that. That's that risky angle to this. Best Achievement in Costume Design, Best Achievement in Production Design, Best Achievement in Film Editing. So these are what it is nominated for. And at the BAFTAs, it won Best Screenplay. And it's adapted from a book, so he adapted the screenplay. This is one of these movies where I actually, it's its kind of positioned as a comedy and it has comedy elements to it, but then it becomes more serious. So it's its in the kind of vein of dramedy. Most of the trailers kind of leaned heavily on the comedy aspect of it to try to get people into the theaters. Taika Watiti has kind of, he's done a lot of acting. He's also kind of maybe more in the comedic end of things. He's the director of movies like Thor Ragnarok from 2017. He did a movie called What We Do in the Shadows, which is a mockumentary from 2014 about vampires. He did episode eight of the Disney Plus Mandalorian TV show. He also plays this character Korg or does the voice of Korg in um, that Thor Ragnarok and also Avengers Endgame. And then he'll be reprising that role in Thor Love and Thunder in 2021. And he's directing that film as well. And he played IG-11 in The Mandalorian, the robot droid in that film bounty hunter so he's kind of done a lot of different things writer director actor so the movie though this one is it's got comedy in it but it gets into a serious thing and it's kind of the deal is is that you have a boy who this is in the last days of world war ii 
and uh, he's this little boy. Jojo is in the Hitler Youth Movement, and Hitler is played by Taika Waititi. Like I said, is his personal imaginary friend, and uh, he discovers that his mother Rosie, played by Scarlett Johansson, is hiding a teenage Jewish girl named Elsa in the family home. And then it's like, is he going to turn her in? Is he what is what's going to happen? And what happens is, is he grows to like her, fall actually falls in love with her. He's eleven, she's a teenager, and then um, they have to deal with the fact that she's there, and there's the Gestapo and the rest of it, and that's all part of this this uh, story. It has been criticized because. Although the critics say, yeah, it's an anti-hate satire, it trivializes the anti-Semitism of the Nazi movement. You know, I, I saw a brief interview with Taika Waititi, and what he said was, is he said, the question comes up is, why, why keep making movies about World War II, right? Like, this was the question that came up to, to him at one point. And he said, you know, like, he came across some statistic that says that a lot of young people don't even know what was going on in World War II or anything about what happened in World War II. So he ended up doing this movie, he said, because of statistics that, that were pointing these, this kind of thing out. But he said, you know, the, the thing that he thought was, is you can't keep making the same kind of movie about the topic. Like it's, it's good to have a, a, a wide variety of kinds of movies about the topic, because by doing that, you know, you're going to get a different, portions of the audience as it were and get information out to them so this is his reason for doing it with these comedic elements to it so you, now the the question is like that's that's noble that's a that's an okay idea i guess but um the question is is that successful all the time right does it trivialize certain things yes because it's a comedy and it's a certain kind of comedy it has slapstick humor in it and at times it's not very highbrow right especially in the comedy department that's a hard question i don't like i don't know what to make of that angle in the film because and the thing is i guess he's also like he's everything's being trivialized in a way and then he counterbalances that against the dramatic part of it where you know it is about really caring about your neighbor and actually like from where we would be sitting fulfilling the fifth commandment because, you know, instead of hurting or harming his neighbor, in this case, Elsa, the Jewish girl, he ends up starting to do everything he possibly can do to help and support her and all of her physical needs. And her physical need at that time is to not be rounded up and sent to a concentration camp or killed in some way. Right. And his mother also is Scarlett Johansson's character, uh, Rosie. It turns out that she's actually part of a, a resistance against the Nazis, as well as his dad, who you never see in the film. And that's all part of it, right? So the question, I guess, would be, is it successful at this? And I think a lot of people are going to think that it is. And I definitely, when I walked into the film, I wasn't sure how I felt about it. I probably feel better about it now after about a week and a half from seeing it than I did when I first walked out of the theater. I think the critics have essentially said the Nazis when they were turning in Jews, they were turning in their neighbors, their friends, their associates. One critic said they weren't anti-Semitic because they'd never met a Jew that they liked, or in this case, fell in love with. They were anti-Semitic out of principle. I think that's the heart of the criticism there. 
Well, and this is what the character of Jojo has to struggle with because the like there's a line in the film where it's like the Jewish girl says, "You're not a Nazi. You're just a little boy who wants to be part of the group, who likes to dress up." And essentially, he has to struggle with that. And is he a Nazi or not? And in fact, there's another character, Sam Rockwell, plays this kind of disgraced. Captain uh, Klusendorf, who has a bad eye as a result of an injury or something, and he doesn't want to be there, but he's heading up the Hitler youth movement, and he's played as a comedic character, and it does insinuate in, at one point that he is perhaps a like a gay guy, but they don't really go too in-depth with that end of the storyline. He's a quote-unquote Nazi who then, at a couple critical moments, makes decisions that go against his Nazi principles and actually help Jojo and help this young teenage girl, Elsa, and protect them from being taken in by the Gestapo or killed in the, the last days of the, of the war. There is a sense in which the film itself is dealing with the idea of people coming to questioning their ideologies, their Nazi ideologies. And clearly the Scarlett Johansson character of Rosie has gotten there earlier. She's figured this out earlier and that's why she's part of this resistance movement you have a spoiler but also along with that a caution well okay so this is something that i i was part of the movie and i didn't i didn't like it i don't like you'll go see movies and there there'll be things you just don't want like you don't like and the fact that jojo's mother rosie actually is executed all of it happens off screen, like because she's part of this resistance movement. It's not gruesome. But, you know, you have this moment where Jojo comes across her and they like they've set this up through the film. There's three or four times where they walk by people in the public square who have been hung and they show her shoes over and over again. And then he goes by and he, he sees his mother and what you see is her shoes. And that was not cool like <laughs> i did not like that i mean that i guess is supposed to be one of the moments that gets very serious in the film and to me I, it rubbed me the wrong way like i did not need to have his mother executed to get the point across that taiga watiti was trying to get across so that that to me was a thing the other thing is that um there's a lot of crude language in this film that it seems like it's sort of unnecessary because it's it, it feels like this film is kind of pointed towards a younger audience, like maybe even like a, te like a younger teenage audience because the central character, Jojo, is like 11 years old. So I think you could have had the same film without the language. And there's a couple spots that the language is, is actually blasphemous. Like they take the Lord's name in vain in a way that I, I don't think it would fit the character. I don't think it would fit the time. I don't think it would fit the situation. It seems like it doesn't fit it's all kind of inappropriate in that way so that is a caution that just happens to be in there too pastor ted geese has a bachelor's degree in fine arts he's pastor of mount olive lutheran church in regina saskatchewan canada and he teaches a course for concordia lutheran theological seminary in st Catharines, ontario canada titled a lutheran approach to art media and film the lutheran witness magazine interprets the contemporary world from a lutheran perspective theme of the february issue is Hearing and Believing. It's available in print and online. Check it out at cph.org slash witness. The Lutheran Witness Magazine, cph.org slash witness. We'll be going through listener email and the issues, etc. comment line on the other side of the break. Everybody. 
Issues Etc. regular guest, Pastor Jonathan Fisk, is the author of our book of the month for February. It's titled, Without Flesh. What does the church have to offer the world in this present darkness? Find out in Without Flesh. It's published by Concordia Publishing House. Their phone number, 1-800-325-3040, or browse before you buy at issuesetc.org. The Issues Etc. book of the month for February, Without Flesh, by Pastor Jonathan Fisk. Deaconesses are women trained to share the gospel of Jesus Christ through works of mercy, spiritual care, and teaching of the Christian faith. The word deaconess means servant. Find out more on how you can serve in the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod through the vocation of deaconess at lcms.org slash deaconess. Working in faith, laboring in love, remaining steadfast in the hope of our Lord Jesus Christ. LCMS Deaconess Ministry lcms.org slash deaconess Are you looking for a confessional Lutheran church in southeast Oakland County, Michigan, just north of Detroit? Ascension of Christ Lutheran has been proclaiming the gospel and administering the sacraments since 1951. Ascension of Christ Lutheran is also a proud supporter of Issues Etc. Join us for the Divine Service every Sunday at 1015 a.m in Beverly Hills, Michigan. You can also find us on the internet at ascensionofchrist.org. Did you know that many LCMS military personnel and their families are unable to receive word and sacrament ministry due to the lack of LCMS chaplains? Ministry to the Armed Forces is looking for pastors who will answer the call to serve as a chaplain to provide word and sacrament ministry to the men and women who selflessly serve our nation. Find out more about this exciting ministry by contacting me, Chaplain Craig Mueller, at lcmschaps at lcms.org. That is lcmschaps at lcms.org. Essential exercise for the Christian mind. You're listening to Issues Etc. I think every man, every Christian should consider, at least, the possibility of God calling him into the holy ministry. Issues Etc. regular guest, Dr. Carl Fakencher of Concordia Theological Seminary, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Because that's the way that God has designed for faith in Christ Jesus to be spread, for the gift of eternal life that Christ Jesus earned by his death and resurrection to be shared with people by the washing of baptism for infants and for adults, for the instruction, the proclamation of the word that happens uh, on a nonstop basis in God's kingdom. God uses people, he uses men, to be those proclaimers, to be those men who, who share the, the sacraments. If you've ever considered becoming a pastor, contact Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Their phone number, 1-800-481-2155, 1-800-481-2155, or visit ctsfw.edu.